Hi, this is John. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. And if you really like what you hear, give us a rating or review wherever you download your podcasts. Let's get to it, shall we? That was my, I'm just screaming at my child, pick up the phone and said hello voice. My mother taught me well how to do that. Yeah. How is everyone doing this fine day? Everyone, ha- Everyone's mom has that. Yeah. Some comedian just talked about it too. And yeah. I'm like, it wasn't just in my house. Yeah. My favorite thing when I was working in the Bronx was the Jamaican kids would do in there with their Jamaican moms. Yeah. They would be like rattling, screaming at them in Patois and then the phone would ring a hello. <laughs> See, I don't answer phones, so I don't have to worry about no it. No one, yeah, we I don't answer have, phones anymore. I can have all my rants and just sound crazy. I don't have to fake it. Yeah. So this morning, I had a thing pop up on Facebook Memories about Bear having to be put down. Yeah. Bear was my cat, black cat. Um, I was working full time. And um, was pregnant and couldn't tell anybody because it was in the very early stages. And went for a routine checkup to hear the heartbeat and have that cute little moment you have when you first go. And there was no heartbeat. And had to deal with the loss of a baby. And went right back to work the next day because that's what I do. And while I was at work, one of the women that I um, knew from just being a customer because we had a lot of good regular customers there. She was also a teacher at South. Yeah. You went on to know her in other places from from subbing and stuff. Yeah, she was still an art teacher when I... Yeah, yeah. awesome lady. She had mentioned that her cats just had kittens. And, you know, just kind of out of nowhere was like, hey, do you want one of those kittens? And I said, yes. Yes, please. The timing could not have been more perfect. She literally brought Little Bear in to me while I was working my shift, and it was like one of those just weaned moments like super tiny kitten and she crawled up on the counter at my job and slept the remainder of my shift and I brought her home and she was like everything that I needed in that moment of pain yeah now my boss went on to call her jello head which wasn't very nice but she wasn't a very nice lady but um, her code for that was just not quite all in there. Like, wasn't the smartest cat in the world. Right. But she was sweet and affectionate, and she purred, and she literally saved my sanity for those those months. So seven years ago, Bean died. And Bear. Bear died. Bear. Bean was my other cat. Right. Which saved my sanity before that. I've been having a lot of thoughts about pets, obviously, lately, because of Ella. And I've had these string of amazing animals that at whatever point I was at in my life really got me through whatever I was going with. And I realized everyone had a different personality of what I needed at that time. Yeah, It's really quite amazing when I thought about it. So anyway, because Bear's personality was one of the smaller personalities of all of my animals, but the most powerful as far as when she showed up, yeah. when she the left. Timing. Yeah, the timing of it when she left was 
rough, but you didn't miss her the same way you would miss most animals because she was quite solitary. She really couldn't have been bothered. She wasn't affectionate. She had her moments, but she was hiding a lot because of Sonoma being such a jerk. Plus, then she was sick for God knows how long because I was too And the dog. Yeah, and the puppy, so... There was a lot, but so when Bear was gone, you didn't really notice Bear was gone so much. Right. So I felt horrible when I saw this update well, this morning. And, and you asked about the other cats, which we literally got minutes before Bear. Uh, well, See, there, I just, this is a. Yeah, I just yeah. asked Ethan who came first. I don't remember. See, I'm pretty sure because I was so sad about the cat, that's why my person at work said. Why don't you take these two cats that we have? And I thought that's why there was an opening for cats. I don't like to take an older cat and mix it with younger cats because it freaks them out. Yeah. Um, so whatever the case is, the overlap was was short. Well, there. Yeah, and we don't, and we're not a hundred percent sure of what the overlap is, but it doesn't matter because it was in the neighborhood. Yes. So this and the is whole, the whole point lending of, itself to what you're talking about. Yeah, the beginnings and ends of things. It smacked me in the face because a few days ago I realized in my... I don't look at Facebook memories. I avoid them like the plague. How come? For this reason. Okay. <laughs> like, I think for all of this time, every single memory was attached to either something we've let go of, something we left, something that moved, something we're not talking to anymore, whatever. Like today it was uh, today's Harper's communion or something. Not, not communion, baptism. Oh, right. You know, so I don't look because it's a lot of painful memories or th- or my kids are tiny and now they're big or somebody's dead. Like, I just, they don't serve. Plus, plus all the stupid Facebook crap in the beginning is so annoying. You know, like... like talking the, in third person. Yeah, like, you know, passive aggressive emojis, like any of that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so... Well, it used I, to I say, realized, and you say, like, is eating soup. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, you've talked about that. Yeah. But that's not... I, I don't want to see weird. the, like, the heavy stuff. Yeah. So the other day I said it was a rattling list of all of the stuff that I had to do before rushing over to the hospital to visit my mom. Right. And this is when she was having her knee surgery. Not or or you mean No. Ten this years is when ago. she was sick, yeah. Okay. And the balancing of having a small cot kid and then another kid had like a school project and running around and then oh and I have to get over there to the hospital. And it was a few days ago, so I've been mentally prepared for December twentieth. When when I found out about my mom being sick, she was she was in and out my whole life. She she had something, so she was always at the hospital or sick. Right. But did this, you ever? And you never like gave it so much. I mean, because it's like yeah, she's sick again. She's sick again. Yeah. So this last round was the kind of thing where they said, okay, we're fine. We're putting over here. She just needs. <laughs> it's this a treatment. lifetime of crying wolf. Yeah. Of illness, yeah. and then the last time it was like, see. So then, yeah, I went in on a Friday, and the doctor said, you have till Monday, and she won't be here anymore. And she literally died that Monday, which is the 20th, which is in a few days. And it'll be a decade. So I was mentally preparing for that. Right. While still getting over Ella, while still thinking about all of these other huge changes in my life. And then this little thing pops up with Bear. Now, I had to take Bear to the same animal place, the vet, that we just took Ella to. And I had just taken Sonoma a few months prior to that, or the year before. I'm not even positive when no, that happened. No, it was happened. like three or four years before. Uh, three years before. Bear? Sonoma. Years before. Oh. But it was the same time of year, I thought. I think it was like March. I, we were, You asked me about yeah. this. I thought it was Marchish. 
When you're going through a lot of trauma all at one time, I don't pay attention to dates on a good day. So going through trauma and just surviving, I really couldn't tell you. Anyway, I had taken Sonoma. No, because Sonoma was right before you came out here. Yes. in Bear was seven years. Okay, yes. So it was a few years ago. So I had to do it again then. So for some reason, I always have to go to the same vet when an animal needs to be put That's down. That's the, the, the animal killing doctor. It's where you go for animals to die. So when, when our vet was closed, when we were calling for Ella, because COVID just had re, resurged and they said we're closed. Oh, crap. I was like, not that place. That's where animals go to die. Same thing. We got in there on a Friday and they said, this dog's not going to make it. You should probably put her down now. We waited. We got a few more days out of it. But it felt like my mom all over again. Now, yeah. I'm not comparing a dog to a, a human, so nobody give me shit for that. But it was the feeling. And I'm like, how many times do I have to come to this particular vet to sob in a parking lot? Like, hello? Yeah. Plus, when I did Bear, you didn't come with me. And you would you apologized when we took Ella because you said, I'm sorry I didn't I, that I made you do this alone. But I did. Which kind of sucked because you were around. So why the hell did I have to do that alone? Anyway, um, I felt bad because I had no idea when Bear died. And I think with everything else going on, it was just like, I'm not the one of the keeper of death dates either. Yeah. People do that. My grandmother's 128 in heaven. Happy birthday in heaven, grandma. I don't, don't, they don't have Facebook in heaven for the love of God. Please, let's pray to God. There's no Facebook in heaven. You don't know that. Okay. In my heaven, there's no Facebook. Okay. Anyway. It's MySpace? No. Okay. I, f- I felt like, oh, bear, you know? Damn it. And then I went, wait a minute. This time of year is really an ass kicker. Yeah. And I follow planet stuff now and all of that, and I didn't realize it is really a great purge time for the universe. There's eclipses, and every person that follows this stuff will say, watch as Presidents. everything leaves and comes in. It's mm-hmm. like not just the new year as in this date but i think it was all put together because of this big time of year where this purge happens and then fresh comes in right so bear left and then right after bear or right around bear we got two new cats who we adore they are in a billion pictures and stories and photos that we take because they're little sweetie pies they're both weird yeah um they each are very different and have their own personalities but you know, Emily can't be on the couch without one of them snuggled on her. Ethan's got his, his buddy Frank now who, who snuggles with him every night. Ty comes to me constantly now and we, we dance and it, they're so weird. But we adore them. And you were a total like, I don't care about cat kind of person before, but you like them. I still don't like cats. But you like them. I like them. They're not cats though. I'm using weird logic to bend my own rule. All right. Then I was thinking about how we just said goodbye to your car. Yeah, we did. And that saying goodbye to that car got you a new what? Car. A new hello. That's right. A new beginning. Oh, yeah. And you still have moments where you're like, oh, I kind of like the fit because of this. I did. And then other times you're like, I like this because of this. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, I definitely have things that I like better about this car than the other one if you had to like if you had to like put a list out this would win (laughs) this would win the new one would win there's other things yeah like parking in new york i haven't done that yet right right the fit is called that because the damn thing fits (laughs) i make it fit and you lift it up and put it in i can lift it i can slide it in if i need to give a little push you know it was uh we haven't we had a horrible snowstorm 
the last few days. And um, the fit was terrible in the snow because it was so light. Yeah. It didn't have any kind of traction, even if the tires were brand new. So that was pretty hectic. I, I kind of slid and dinged the side of it during that horrible storm where I yeah, yeah. where I stayed at a weird hotel overnight. It was such a bizarre <laughs> What a bizarre that was day. A fun but anyway, day. That yeah. was a fun day. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, you know, so yeah, this car is like a more of a normal car. It's more roomy. It's normal sized tires. Normal sized tires. Yeah. The fit had weird little tiny tires. Like that was like a Mini Cooper or something, an old Mini Cooper. And those tires are tiny. And, uh, you know, nice leather seats. The whole thing. I'm really happy with this one. There are things I miss about the fit, but not enough to be like, nah. Bye. And I think that's that's what hit me this morning. I was like, I don't think I've ever fully connected all of the endings and beginnings because it's a busy time of year. Right. And you get wrapped up with, you know, presents or before all of that, it was how much work I had to do because well, I always worked a retail job that needed a lot of my time and attention or it was busy or I had kids. I had to make magical Christmases for them or a, we had to get cards out. You know what I mean? I have a question. Do you think that your you would have these massive parties for Ethan every year for his birthday and it would be like when I first came around it was a goddamn event yes it was with a hundred million people coming no, in that wasn't a hundred million people but every year the number dwindled mm-hmm. and dwindled and dwindled do you think that each year because it's his birthday is December 29th yeah. So it's like the end of the year. Yeah. Is it was it like a sort of goodbye to those people because then they didn't come back next year? <laughs> another, another ending and another ending, yeah. right? So every year that you had these parties, yeah. Saw, Thank you for sharing our life. Now you can see yeah. yourself out. Yeah. There's the door, <laughs> and you won't be at this one next year. Like, yeah. and there was a few people who did make it, who did make it, who did make it. And then you kind of just stopped altogether. Well, I mean, he's like, you know, driving now and he's 27, but you don't have those parties anymore. But the point is, is that they were they were like a marked ending of. Yeah. Yeah. Of I never that thought year. about that either. Yeah. Plus, you know, I think COVID has been really nice because if there's any any uh, tile comets left on any of our shoes. Yeah. COVID's kind of taken them out for us. Right. Oh, like stragglers? Yeah. If you think about anybody and anything that anybody had to cut off, but they were being polite. Yeah. It's just poof. Yeah. You know, like my little group that hung. You don't have to be polite anymore. I hung out with all of these people. And the other day I was sitting there. It was a Tuesday and I was like, oh, this would have been when we all got together. And I put a a message out and only like two people even responded. (laughs) Oh my god! And I was like, "Damn!" See, I wasn't even I was I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, I can I see that. Yeah. I was thinking about like the parties because there are people who you literally don't even have any kind of yeah. conversation well, even with Christ- anymore. I look at the Christmas cards. Yeah. Christmas cards, you know, they used to be full, yeah. Yeah. and now we look like the old couple that only knows three people. Yeah, Mil- Millie died. We're gonna get one less card this year. Yeah, like in Amelie when he like erases the yeah the number from the book. Yeah, that's that's me. Anyway, you're dead to me. So when Sonoma came into my life and then left my life, it was another one of those moments. I really did have a whole I could have had a whole pet themed uh, podcast, but I didn't I, I would lose you and probably anybody that listens. So you would lose me. Yeah. Like you would just sit there because you're not a big pet person. Pet, animals got me through my life. Yeah. Animals. I had I had dogs. 
but they were just there. And cats. They weren't like your life. Like animals were my my best friends right. at some. Well, points. the last ten years sort of changed. Now that. you get it, yeah. but I, that was my whole life. You know, like Sam was was my Ella. Right. You know that kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, um, so I think because it's Christmas, and then yes, Ethan's birthday was always thrown in there, and I did not want to ever be that person who said what it's your birthday it's christmas what are you talking about so i did that's why the parties happened you because went overboard not overboard i enjoyed them i wanted a nice celebration for you know whatever and emily had her own types of things yeah you know like i tried to match their 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 uh, vibes then i was thinking about how we left the devil house we kind of got that last christmas in and a few weeks went by, and it was like, you got to go. Yeah. And we had a new place to come to. Same time of year. Seven years ago. Endings and beginnings. Yep. And just a few weeks ago, I got off the phone with the landlord, and she's like, you got to go. Yeah. And we have until, like, June to get out of here. So it's good to know because it's, you know, this was our last Thanksgiving. This is our last Christmas. This is our last bubbly mess, for those of you who don't know. A few years ago, <laughs> Ethan kept noticing that everybody was talking about Buble, Michael Buble, Michael Buble. As Christmas things were out, there was music. He was like, who's singing this? Because he loves his Christmas music. Yeah. He's like, I have no idea what he looks like. And I was like, oh, I'll show you. He goes, well, no. He'll, no he'll I don't want to know. He'll always make statements like, I will die a happy person if I never know what right. Michael Buble looks like. To which, challenge accepted, buddy. So, when I got my phone out, he panicked. <laughs> And he said, I never want to know what Michael Bublé looks like. Right. So we took that as a joke. Yeah. And Emily decided to wrap all of his presents with Bublé faces. Yeah. So that when he opened his presents, he had to see what Michael Bublé looked like, yeah. which spawned Bublé mess. Last year, you guys printed out probably a hundred of them. And we cut them out, <laughs> played Bublé full blast, and taped them all over the house. Yeah. And we've decided this will be an annual event. So now we have a folder for Buble Mess and all mm-hmm. the... They go back in there. We're not wasting paper. They go back in. They've already had a couple usages now. Mm-hmm. And we put them up again a little bit ago with our music. So it's just the weird stuff you do to get through. Anyway, this will be the last year we do that here this house, at right. this house. But I have a feeling Buble Mess will stick around. It will survive. And our thing is, eventually we want him to know that we do this. So we're going to figure out how to get in touch with him. <coughs> um, going back before houses and dead mothers and dead cats, Jenny, who listens faithfully, remembers that fateful season where we went into work and worked our usual thousand hours for Christmas. And it was super busy. And then we had to be pulled into the typical Christmas post Christmas day, I think it was, meeting of, okay, now this is what we're planning for the year and this is what we're going to do, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And we went in and we were handed memos that said, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> I was Sorry, like, not sorry. I just bought a house with my parents. I have a one-year-old baby at home. What do you, what do you mean? And I think it it was pretty much like throwing Jen and I off of the planet Earth and just being like, there you go, find your way. And we just floated out in space for a while, really just lost at what had happened, Um, which 
then pushed us into new trajectories. I'm not sure how many of them were good for either one of us because we both went on to work at places that really didn't fulfill us or add anything to our lives. Maybe got us some experience out there. <laughs> but Killed a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it was just another one of those things. And once again, I had a little kid to then say, well, you got to put on your happy face and make this work. You know, I was grateful to be home with him. And then I ended up teaching, actually, right. where he went to school. So that was perfect. I mean, for me, these these pushes, I think, are because, as I've mentioned a thousand times, I'm a cockroach and I don't leave or quit or bail or die. <laughs> I just keep going. Right. So I think the universe is like, she's cockroaching again, Herbie. Whoever's talking who up there. You got to do that thing we do. Got to shake it up. Herbie. Herbie, we gotta, we gotta move her. We gotta, something's gotta happen, and that's that's what happens. Like yeah. I get shoved to this next place, and I was talking to Ethan about it because we have our little morning meditation every day now, which except the weekends, he he hasn't he hasn't come in on the weekends yet. But during the week, it's how we kick off our day. We have some really amazing conversations sometimes, and I said to him, in these moments of retrospection, had we not had this happen then this wouldn't have happened and I'm not saying you don't you don't have that moment of gratitude for whatever did happen or learn from whatever you were pushed to do or whatever but you know it's like the seasons right now I I hate winter with a passion as we all know but everything needs to take a little rest out there and it makes you appreciate Yep, everything dies. You need it. You get a little break. We hibernate. The animals hibernate. The plants take a rest. We sleep more and snuggle more and watch more Netflix and and quiet down. Yep. And then we restore, and then the next wave happens. And I think when I'm looking back at these big moments, the fact that most of them happen at the same time of the year is really what hit me the most. Yeah. I just didn't ever put those dots together. Right until today with yep, this yeah. this stupid message of a cat so um that'll be the title the stupid I even, message of the cat i even wrote down muggle life versus new life right because i i don't know why but i started to look at certain things on the internet out of nowhere found somebody who i talked to and she said I offer these classes and I do all of this stuff and I'm like I don't even know what you're talking about like as she was but then she told me my whole life yeah in this one phone call she told me my whole life I'm like how are you doing this it's like she was reading me yeah. you know well, she, she, she literally know, was she knew you but she but I had just met her so yeah. it was very bizarre yeah and she said well I have these classes they might help you but I, I don't usually start them until the summer and blah 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 and I was like okay I'll find you then and then, boom, January, she started the classes. It was a, She just decided to do it. I think the universe was like, Herbie. Who's Herbie? Herbie, this girl needs it now. You saying Herbie. Can you push this up a little bit? Yeah. And, but I, I and Herbie suspect, was like, okay. I suspect, and I've always said this, that she did that for you because she realized that can't let this one go. This one needs to be not in like a, not in like a sucker, carny way, <laughs> but in a way that's like she, that's how important you were to her. That she reconfigured her life and her schedule for you. Well, however it worked, it kicked me off into this new right. this new life that I have right, that right, is right. completely different from my old muggle life. Once again, this time of year. So, Not to say that changes don't happen in like the summer, but not as much. 
Not like it this. It doesn't feel like it. Like, look at all of my big impact moments. Yeah. It's really, it's really late November to late December. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's another chunk in spring where I usually have a, a good, but it's more of a springboard. It's right. not like a lost Springboard. Ah, is that what that is? I don't know. It should be. Boing. <laughs> um, anyway. This is all just coming around because what we're going through now and we, I didn't want to do a whole thing about the dog because people can only listen to people cry for so long. Um, you said we don't want to be blubbering for an hour. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Be, and it's also, I, I don't want to just like dump sadness on everybody. It's a hard time for everybody right now. Oh, and this was the other thing we were talking about. Even the election mm. getting delayed the way it was. I mean, we all knew who the winner was, but. You know, we had to wait for all the legal bullshit to just the other night. Yeah. When they're like, by the way, yeah. it's official. Yeah, yeah. So with someone like the old president versus the new president, I still don't want to say his name, the name which shall not be said. Um, I feel like it's not just a president. This is olden days versus new times. Yes. This is the age of Aquarius. That whole age of Aquarius. It's really now. It's happening again. Yeah. And. Is this the age of Aquarius? Yeah. Oh. And we are dumping just the hard shit that's been out there. We all see it now. Mm-hmm. And we're going into a whole new place. I mean, every time Biden. <coughs> I'm choking. I'm choking on the future. Just thinking about that man is making me choke. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Ugh. Biden is like every time he appoints somebody new, it's like the first Native American, the first black, the first this, the first gay, the first like he's doing everything he said he was going to do. Yeah. And he hasn't even gotten in there yet. It's very exciting. Yeah. There was someone someone posted a, a um, you know, a little thing that they said. Uh, like the one side is mad because one woman called Republicans fuckers and the and that. Jill Biden is saying that she's a doctor, even though she has a Ph.D. And the other side is mad because, like, hundreds of thousands of people are dying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Yeah. OK, so yeah, let's line those up. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. So I was I just looked down at my notes again and I was thinking of Ethan this morning because I said, I just realized all of these things left like this time of year. He goes, and then I was born. I'm like, but you were the best new thing ever. You know, like that whole you know, look at this, this whole new little life right now yeah. at this weird time of year. And I remembered thinking I want to get him home by the new year. Like, cause you could, I could have lingered in the hospital a day or two maybe, but I was like, can I just get home? Can I just, can I just go start my year at home? And she said, yep, go ahead. So, so were you there for 20 minutes? Uh, I was there for like an overnight. Oh. I think it's so, that's just so weird to me. What? Just having a baby. <laughs> and then you leave the next day, and it's like... No, you, well, you get a few days, the you, first one. Yeah, the first one. Second one, they're like, you got this, go. Yeah. Get, get out of here. It's just strange. You yeah. you go in there, you divide. Yeah. You go in there as one person, you come out <laughs> as two, and it's like, what? Yep, it's very bizarre. It's more bizarre when you you actually do it, too. As a female, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... In the theme of endings and beginnings, there's actually one more podcast, right, though, before the new year? Mm, yes. So we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I said to you last week or the, the other day. The ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> I said to you the other day, 
what about the podcast? Because we, we had a really juicy fight and then recorded something and then deleted it and then recorded something else. It was awesome. In retrospect, it was awesome. Because I figured out what it was that I was trying to say all right. of this time. The podcast has been a, an experience of growth for both of us. It's a place for you to, I think, be focused on what you want to talk, not even what you want to talk about. It's just time and attention that you like, I think. From Plus, you? In general. Okay. From, from life, from people that right. talk to you, from me, whatever. Right. It's like a quiet time. Nobody can bother you. Um, I think it feeds my little like tech production. You love the tech part. And I said to you, and I meant it, I literally couldn't have a podcast if somebody said, go have a podcast, because I wouldn't know how to push this button and make that happen. Right. I look at you, and I'm like, okay, hit the magical buttons. And I talk. I can talk for 30 years. You don't talk as well, but you're really good at the buttons. Me no talk good? <laughs> so it's it's a partnership that has worked. Right. The places where it was struggling is where I've been trying to get you to like, come on. I have a lot of stuff. You have stuff. We both have stuff. But I think you were relying on my like little bits of magic I would come up with or my, oh, I have an idea. The, the creative part. The planning, the the dedication, the let's read this book for this month, for that, that date, all, all of that kind of stuff. Right. And I wanted you to do more of it, but it's just not your wheelhouse. But as I'm trying to plan and teach and do other things, I don't have the same energy. That's why I was sort of asking you to, like, kick it up. Right. So much like my muggle slash new life, muggle, old muggle new magic, is, that could be a podcast right there. There you go. Um, I'm writing it down. <laughs> so when you say, what do you got? I'm going to bring that out. And I'm going <laughs> to yeah. be like, there you go, Usually baby. Usually you repeat whatever I've talked about. In a given because week. I know it works. Because you think, oh, well, she said it, it's going to be okay. No, no. I know that it's it's like it's like pre-approval. Yeah. It's, like, but a, you it's also, like pre-approval for a house. But you also really do just, you're happy just showing up. And then I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm happy with that too. But only to a point because you also don't want to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. And Sometimes, I like to. Yeah. So I feel blocked. You like to, you love talking about things that make me uncomfortable. I do. It's so much fun. But I get very like, then I feel like I'm blocked all the time creatively. All right. So it's starting to get frustrating. Okay. So I've adjusted, again, the ending of one thing and the beginning of this new way of looking at it is if this can be shorter and it can be like just some way that we spend part of our time, that's fine as long as other stuff was happening. Right. To which I think you've said, okay. You know, I can see that. I'm perfectly happy with that. So that's what I'm hoping will will work. Um, plus, you know, maybe theaters will open and we get to see more movies. We, I mean, we've been in such a strange thing with work. You're working harder than ever. It's true. Even though you don't have to drive. Oh, my God. Listen. Let me <laughs> You're just, working can more I, than can ever. Can I share? So I, I mentioned last week about how I got, like, complimented on my remote teaching. And then today I got a phone call from my assistant principal asking me to like do a little presentation on Monday about my remote teaching. See, I told you, you got to slack. Otherwise you got to do more work. Well, it really comes out to that. So I was, <laughs> so today I was, I had my little. subpar. Well, or barely par. Yeah. Par. par. Yeah. Par, par. But then he was like, yeah, can you do this? And then, you know, my, my, the dance teachers. So I had to wake up. I woke up a half hour early today. <laughs> let me, so let me, let me also, we, I work at a performance school where the kids. John teaches tap. I teach and tap and interpretive <laughs> dance. Um, <laughs> Just 
sweet. Just imagining it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! If you had to sub for one day, I would pay. I if I get rich, if I get really rich, if yeah. I win the lottery, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to offer your school a huge chunk of money to go in and tell you that you have to sub for all the dance classes that day. Yeah. And that you have to teach these five different types of dance. I have to do them. Or you'll be fired. <laughs> and I would just be behind like the two-way glass just yeah. watching. And then I would make You would a have huge to have donation. two-way glass installed. So with <laughs> yeah, all of your money, that. you yes. do that first. Of course. And then I'll say, wow, why is there mirrors there now? Oh, well. It's bot- body positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the dance room does have a ton of mirrors. It's that, See, you know, it's going to be easy. Um, anyway, so I had to wake up a half an hour early because the two dance teachers and the art teacher. Hip-hop would be one of them. Yeah. The two dance teachers and the art teacher. The one dance teacher said, listen, can you interview us for this? We're having a virtual Christmas show. We oh, normally have our Christmas show yeah. where the kids do all of this. Really, like, they are really, really cool. They do all this hard work. They do all these dances and whatnot. So now it's virtual because we're all remote and it's just, you know, the end of times. And uh, so I had to wake up at half an hour early so that I can do an interview with the art teacher because I already did the two with the dance teachers last week. And I just it was like a five minute thing. But you have to, like, get all of your, you know, just get ready and whatever. And uh, I have to all and on top of getting my schoolwork done for that day. Like I want to I like to get up early and do it in the morning and, and be all ready to go with it. So. They know that I can do this now. You're like, no, nope, you screwed. You're screwed, you've buddy. You've done this at every building you've ever been at. Well, I feel like, I what I feel like is I want to do more. You know, it's like the thing of like, oh, I've got that part down. Now I want to do more things. And it's the stuff that I do find fun. You know, like the production part or, you know, making little videos and stuff. I do find fun. But yeah, now I'm doing that. Then they had you making like Christmas cards. What do you mean? What were those pictures you had to put with Christmas backgrounds? Oh, my God. <laughs> what was that? So my principal says, can you can you make – I want to, like, record a message. She's like, I don't want to be on camera. But can you – I want to record the message, my voice, and then can you make, like, a picture, get a picture of me and put, like, a background on it? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So it's then so I awkward. So then I sent it to the dance teacher who's putting the video together, and she's like, damn it. She's like, now can you do the one for the other guy? Because <laughs> – I did his and it looks stupid. And I was like, yeah, I can just swap the pictures out and put a new, yeah, yeah. the new thing in. So I, I had to do that earlier in the week. And she was like, his picture is terrifying. <laughs> but now, so that's what I'm saying. And then the other one had a baby. So you're covering classes. Yeah. So you're not driving four hours a day, but. No, but, but I mean, I you mean, know, you get to sit the whole time. I do. And I get to my, like I said, my commute is downstairs yeah. and sometimes I got to walk around a cat. Someone that's usually my, makes you my meal. traffic. Usually, 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 get meals made. I do. I drink do. your coffee all day, all damn day. I'll, I, it's hey, listen, it's even the kids are doing work, and I'm like, I gotta go get something. And I go into the <laughs> kitchen and I refill it. I'll hear from upstairs, it's funny because uh-huh. I'll hear quiet, quiet, and then it's like teacher voice mode through the floor, and then I will hear like quiet, and I'll hear the thermos. I know the sound, the squeaking, the little. And then you're back in there. And I'm like, what's he doing? Yeah. You're it's... also really good at messaging and stuff while you're teaching. I don't know oh, how. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. The guy who can't, like, follow two things at once in person, mm-hmm. you put you on a computer and you're, like, the freaking... Command center. Yeah. yeah. I don't... oh, it's, it's crazy. One of the things... I just want to say also, one of the things about uh, 
the this year so far i i really this is the sad part about not being in the building is i'm missing out on really great kids they yeah, are yeah. i i am i am i asked you know would anyone want to write like a little short story for the for the christmas show and two girls were like i want to write something and they they got it to me like that day they wrote just like little stories you know in the defense of the times mm. the way you're don't defend these times the way you are really getting to use the full scope of your best capabilities online mm-hmm. you might be catching some of those kids who are best in the safety of their home right. on a computer right. Especially at that age, especially as a girl, it's really hard to just be outside yeah. in a classroom with constant judgment. You know, there's it's a performance school, so who performs better than the other one? Who's thinner than the other one? Who's prettier? Like, all of that. I think when they're at home with their blankets and their bad cameras, they're just them. Yeah, we Probably more than they did would Did I talk be. about the blanket picture? Well, that's why I'm saying yeah. it, because it was so cute. Um there was the day that all your kids, one kid had a blanket. Like two or three, two kids, let's say two ki- two girls yeah. had bl- were sitting there with blankets over their heads, yeah. like like as if they were, you know, I don't know, like coming to Ellis Island or something from uh, <laughs> the old country. And I was like, "What well, did I miss this memo?" And so I went and got a blanket from the living room, and I sat on the chair with the blanket over my head, and then everyone turned their cameras on and, and put the blankets over so their heads. That's that's what I'm saying. Those are the kind of for some kids, if it would have been a tough thing for them to be in school, at home maybe they're getting to shine a little bit more. Yeah. And that's the difference of, I, I think, hopefully everybody is taking into account those kinds of moments because not everybody is comfortable being in the building. Yeah, but on, on, a purely, on a purely selfish note, next year when these kids are in the building uh-huh. and I don't have them anymore. Oh, no, wait. I no, I will have them. There you go. Oh, so see. Plus T- now you know what now you know what they're like. Yes. So next she year, be like, wait a minute, on last a purely, year. Okay, let me let me rephrase last it. On a purely on a purely selfish level, I can't wait until next year yeah, when right. I have them again as seventh graders because I forgot they're sixth graders and I have seventh graders. <laughs> I'm a seventh grade teacher, but because of the pregnancy that my right, right. one teacher had and she's on maternity leave and it's like smack dab in the middle of the school year from like November to March. You know, I mean, what is, how many months is that? Well, at the end of November. So December, January, February, March, four months. Is that normal? You're lucky if you get like three. Three months? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so she's home four months and then she's coming back in March. But I'll have them next year. So, yeah, okay. Is she definitely coming back in March? Well, now that's another story because she might not. I don't know. I just know a lot of women who did that and they thought they'd rush back and then once you're home She's been she's come back and well, she's for got her other, other kids, two right? children, yeah. Yeah, so that's different. Yeah. The first one you're like, I can't do this. I think she'll be happy to get the out. The second of there. one you're like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. And the third one you're like, What? <laughs> who? Who's who's walking the dog? I mean baby. Yeah. Yeah, so I think even that, even your teaching has been an old versus new. And even more so this year than even last year. Like even the school year of last year. Right. But now you've really seen it. And the whole thing of of traditions is a big thing this year. And I think that's why so many anti-maskers are so upset. Because the one thing that they always hold on to is being stripped away from some of them. Mm-hmm. Now in our neighborhood... Jenny just let me know that a bunch of local restaurants are now saying they're going to be open for for holidays and for Christmas celebrations. For like in, for in... Inside. I mean, Governor Wolf has said, no, no, can't do this. 
And they're like, we're finding out what we can do from our lawyers because they want to have people coming in and eating at their places. Oh, my God. And it's that thing of if this doesn't end, there isn't going to be this new beginning. And I still think it's really just still every notch has been, are you still sticking to that? Are you still going to be an idiot? And then you go to the next notch and you're like, yep, they're still an idiot. And it's that much easier to let go of those people. That's that's still what's happening. Yeah. Because I'm really disappointed in certain businesses and certain people and certain, you know, groups and whatever. And it's okay because I'm, I'm done with them now. Yeah. And I need those pushes. Endings. <laughs> this year has done that for me. Endings. Yep. Lots of endings. Yep. And I've been, you know, I think this when you get over the sting of the ending... And then you have your mourning and your grief period. That's when you go, okay, now what did I just learn from this? So let's get into the meat of this without depressing people too much. Ella was another one of those moments where we went to pick up Emily that day. We were so excited. You know, we had the whole week. Ethan had off. He was thrilled. It was your favorite holiday, so you were ready to cook. She had been not acting right that week, and I thought it was the new probiotic treats we were giving her because she she looked bloated and she wasn't eating right and she, she this is a she dog lives to eat yeah this she was a dog who eat. when they say this dog is motivated by food yeah i've made jokes which i've said tons of times that she would put the little visor on and be your accountant for food yeah. like she had she would do amazing things for food yeah. as a dog so when she didn't come down when I was eating lunch that first day, I thought, oh. Yeah, that's not right. Well, maybe she doesn't like what I'm eating. Because, you know, certain healthy stuff, she's like, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the next day, her breakfast was weird. She didn't eat till like, lunchtime. And, and Ethan and I were like, wait, that's not cool. So I said, wait a minute. We just started giving her new treats this week. They were probiotic. And I said, well, she's anything like me probiotics are not pleasant right. she was an old lady yeah i got really sick so i said let's just stop giving her these and we'll see if she's better and she did seem better and she was starting to eat so we were like okay she's fine and when we went to pick up emily by the time we got back ethan's like she doesn't seem right she's she's not right so we took her to the vet you thought it was an infection i thought they we were gonna say she had arthritis because she was starting to walk a little funny and they were like she's got cancer and you know, they pr- pretty much started prepping her to be put down that day. Yeah. I think the doctor was surprised. Yeah. When he was like, do you want us to take care of this? And I was like, no. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, give us a minute. So we said no. We took her home. We, poor Emily had just come home from school. Ethan was crushed. We, you know, I said, all right, this is it. We have these moments. Let's do what we can with them. And much like a person who had to pretty much watch her mother exit life and held her cats while they were dying... And had to lose a baby. I've got some practice in how to do this part of it. I'm sort of like the death doula of the family. So I said, all right, let's do this right. Make every moment count. You know, watch what you're doing at all times. We'll take turns. If you have to cry, go into the other room. She's such a sensitive animal that she knew if you were upset. So you got to cry, go outside. <laughs> you got to cry, go to the bathroom. Get it. When she's around us, we got to be like the best we can be. And we did. We did a really good job at taking turns, doing what we needed to do. And I got my witches on it, and I said, listen, I just, I need her to be as comfortable as possible so that we have all these moments of goodbyes. And it was like nothing short of a miracle. 
because she went from looking really horrible to chasing squirrels and, you know, walking with us and jumping in the car. And it was really, really amazing. Like, we had four good days with her. I was exhausted because Ethan and I slept on the floor with her the whole time. But <clears throat> And then we, we timed it just right so that it was honoring her without pushing. You know, you don't want to see something suffering. But it was also giving us our closure. And I'm a big one for closure. I know it's still a concept you don't quite always understand. But for me, it was a big deal. When I got to be there with my mother and spend those days knowing. And I think it's the shock of people when they lose somebody like this. It's that what I didn't get to do, what I didn't get to say. If only I had known. I knew. So I was able to do things the best way that I could. Same with the dog. Like, we had spent every moment doing whatever we all needed whether she needed it or we needed it like it was the last time she chewed the little plastic ring off of a bottle you know like because I would throw her every empty bottle she would chase it we'd play with it for a while and then she would chew the little ring off of it it was the last peanut butter it was the last you know all the all of those moments we we could savor them and honor them which was really really good um I think that's what made it the this the system of it all worked worked for us and we could instead of feeling bad I think most people when they feel guilty when they feel shame when they feel like if only I had yeah we didn't feel any of that we didn't have to feel any of that because we we had those moments plus once again thanking the pandemic for not the pandemic but the quarantine <laughs> yeah. I would never think a disease for people dying but um the time that we were home she had like the best. I think she, she was she so was, happy every day. She was not good when we would go out. Yeah. She was like, uh, uh, she was like, hey, what about me? Yeah. Like she was very much she was like, stressed. I'm a part left. of this family. Why are you leaving me home? Right. So that's why we took her to every Airbnb and every car ride and every trip. It was very rare that we left her home at all. And she was usually with Ethan if we did go somewhere. Right. And he, she, he loved that time with her. When you went to work, she was with me all day. Yeah. But with the quarantine. She just took her turn with who she wanted to be with all right. day long. We were home. Everyone was home all day. She had her systems. Yep. So it was like her best year as yep. far as that goes. Yep. And we didn't do much. She she was happy sitting on a couch. She was she probably wasn't feeling great. You, you even pointed out how like the summer, normally we would have been up at the pool yep. all day at the yep. pool. And we didn't do anything this summer. We just stayed we were in the her. air conditioning with we her. We were with her. Right. And I was even doing things like taking, was one of my favorite things that I started to do this summer and fall, was every afternoon I would go outside with a drink and play music and set my alarm for 20 minutes and just sit in the sunshine. And she would come out with me every time. Mm -hmm. And I would just talk to her and she would like relax. And I don't know how long she wasn't feeling well. Yeah. And I think... She would come over to me, and I would, like, try to give her Reiki and good energy. And I swear to God, she would just melt in my arms, like, oh, thank you. And she would do that when she needed to. So now I'm wondering if she was in sort of some sort of pain, and maybe I was helping. Yeah. But um, I obviously, you know, we've, we've all been taking turns crying and, and trying to figure out the, 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 the way to be without her. I think for Ethan... Because she was there since he was four. Yeah. It's, it's been really hard. He's, you know, he still cries every night and has her blanket and stuff like that. But 
He's so good at processing things with me. Like, we do have those conversations. Honor the, the pain, feel the moment, have the memory, and then what would she want? What would she want? And I think what I want to end on, which is perfect because we're coming up on an hour in a little bit, is I said to you, not the first few days, because I was pretty, like, shocked those first few days. I was just done. I, I didn't even know how it was going to continue. I really didn't. And then a few days later, as I was meditating, I felt her. Every time I would meditate, I would feel her. And I was like, all right. She has totally taught me so much about me. Yeah. And you pointed out that when she came into our lives, I had gone through so much in such a short time. That I w- she was adorable. She was a puppy. And I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, yes, yeah, she's the one. And that was it. Right. But I sort of held back a little bit. Yep. Like I wanted her to bond with the kids. And I wanted her to bond with you. And I knew Ethan needed a playmate. And I knew you needed something like her. She was there to lick my mom's face when she was dying. Like she was perfect for what we all needed at the time. Yeah. But I, I sort of kept my distance. And day by day by day, I think as I healed, I got closer to her. And then started to realize she was showing me parts of me I didn't know were still in there. And that's what was so amazing. Yeah. So it got to the point where I was just thanking her like all day long. Like, oh, my God, you made me do this. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lab. I'm a chocolate lab, I realized. I, I used to think you were and I was a cat. Uh-huh. And I've really realized you're the cat and I'm the chocolate lab. <laughs> um. I, I'm the one that runs into the place and says, oh, my God, this is so cool. Yeah. You're reserved and quiet. I'm the one that runs up to somebody and says, hi, oh, it's so exciting to meet you. You will stand in a corner and never say hello. You know, we're just very different that way. But I wasn't that way with her. No. And well, I'll, I'll let you have that moment in a second. I'm letting you get your composure <laughs> <laughs> so that you can. That's not going to work. Um, but for me, it was really, I loved that about her. And no matter who came to the door, she was excited. Right. No matter who was with her, she was excited. No matter where we walked with her, someone was excited to come pet her, and she was just as excited to say hi. That's me, you know? And I think being raised by a tricky person and being with tricky people and being in a world that's sort of crusty, it takes, it takes a lab's energy to, to keep going like that. But as a human, you start to internalize what people say. You start to feel what people put on you. You start to get conditioned to dull the shine. So I had really become such a shadow of myself by the time I got her even. And what she's made me do the last few years, especially when she was my, seriously, my little side co-pilot. Like she was everywhere I went. When I went back and forth with the kids, she she went on rides. She made everything fun for me when I carried up my my water and my tea to go upstairs and meditate and start my day. She was with me. She was there for every single meditation I ever did. I remember even that, like trying to learn how to meditate was so hard because my brain, Rashawn just sent me a a really funny TikTok today about trying to meditate. I'm like, yes, that's what it's like. She she would sit there like, we've got this. And I, I would take her like she was my little guru, like my little 
we're going to do this now. She was like the wise dog in the movies. Yeah. You know? I, ha- I have a bunch of pictures. And it, it ha- made me do that. I have a bunch of pictures because if I was like sitting there playing games or if you were meditating, she would like lay on the, with her paws just a little over the edge of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then her head resting on her paws. I have a number of pictures because it just feels so, I don't know. I, I just felt like every time I saw it, I had to take a picture of it. Yeah. Because there was something really, really special about that. Yeah. And I, I do believe at this point that sometimes our guides come to us in a form of an animal. And they, they, they teach us what we need. They give us what we need. They get us to that next spot. And then when they, when they go, it's like we've graduated to that place. And they don't need to be here physically anymore. That's what I was saying. I kept feeling from her like I, I'll have moments where I, I physically miss, of course, those parts of that. But as soon as I get sad, I get this wave over me of, but what about this? And I'll feel all of the good stuff again. It's like she's still there kind of giving it to me. Yeah. And I rem- I would say to, you know, like she if, she, if I cried, which I do all the time, she would run over and literally like lick my face. Yeah. I didn't want to cry if she couldn't lick my face. She would be frustrated. (laughs) She'd be like, wait a minute, I can't get to you. But I still feel that energy. So the me, the true me is the chocolate lab. And I had started to let people really kick me to the point where I was a snarling dog. And I don't want to be that. I want to be me. I'm a goofball. Who does see the rainbows and the sunshine and always wants the best. And to the point where I'll let people kick me too much, which is what I'm trying to find. Toward the end, when she was older, I would say she's becoming a cranky old lady. Yeah. But I also said, but she also knows what it is now. It's uh-huh. like a real woman in real life goes through these ages and stages. And when they get to their 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. The parts of them that are done taking crap get very loud and we start to call them cranky. But maybe it's just because you don't want to deal with the shit anymore. So going back to those moments on the deck, I'd say, okay, come on. It's time to go in. We're going to do whatever. And she would look at me toward the end there. She would look at me like, no, I'm good. Stay yeah, right here. Sit there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, princess. And I would yeah. come inside and, and I would check on her. Like, do you want to come in yet? And then she would come when she wanted to. And I thought... She's teaching me that. Yeah. I don't have to just do whatever everybody wants because I'm a lab. Yeah. I'm allowed to have boundaries and limits and draw draw those lines in the sand. And that's when I realized, oh, she's teaching me more than I ever realized. And so I still have those moments of epiphanies and yeah. gratitude. And so if, when you see me being more independent or whatever, it's because of Bella. So you can't be mad at me. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just trying to joke that. And you said... The biggest thing about what she did for you was what? Um, now, I'm the one who's PMSing, so <laughs> this was a challenge for me. Yeah. Are you PMSing? I don't know. Maybe. All right. Um, as a person who grew up with a very twisted view of how to express feelings and how to, uh, you know, to show someone how you feel and and to even take the risk I'm using air quotes of expressing those things because they would always come back to bite you yeah she never did that right she served as a baseline right of how I could safely be me and I, I said it on my Instagram post I liked that person 
yeah. that she allowed me to be. Right. And I've never been allowed to be that person without either fear of of betrayal or whatever the word is or fear or or literally being betrayed you know or being like like turned against yeah she never did that so her 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 um i mean you literally had a dog bite your face as a child i had i had two dogs so two, not that's... my not mine but one dog was my grandmother's dog one dog was a neighborhood dog that i like bent down and it jumped up and bit me in the lip but you know it, there was the the tricky nature of of my family has made it very difficult to be genuine mm-hmm. to the point where i'm i'm not genuine almost instinctively right and i i don't mean to be that way i'm not i don't wake up saying like screw all you people you're not going to get the real me it it's just it's sort of like when, you know, if you if you are trained to do something a certain way, you just take that as that's the way it is. What are you looking at? I don't know. I'm just looking for the line. No. Oh. When we got her, I knew there was going to be a day that I would have to do this. Yeah. Like, it was like the countdown was on. Not to Not to make fun of you, but just to lighten the moment for a second. That there was a commercial, yeah, a dog I food commercial. Yeah, I could. No, it was a it was a Subaru commercial. A Subaru commercial where yeah. they they showed a dog as it was a puppy and then right. getting older. Well, like the guy then, had a Subaru. Yeah. The dog was a puppy. And you would tear up. At and you guys any... would make fun of me. Well, I'm. It was. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think you. Because we knew. No, well, I knew. Yeah. I knew, but okay. I just it was easier to laugh with you at the moment because you would laugh too. Yeah. Then sit there and all sob because we all knew it was going to kick our asses when it happened. But for the whole time that she was alive, when this commercial would come on, you'd get a little teary and you'd go, oh, here goes John. Because we were, it was basically prepping us for what it was going to be like at one point. But it, it, it so yeah, I, I knew that it was going to, it was going to come a day where that happened. And it was the hardest thing I ever, I ever had to do. Jeez. Yeah, she she walked out like she. I walked her. She went to the bathroom, <laughs> and we were like, "Are we doing the right thing?" Like, even the, the the people at the hospital were like, "What are you doing? Like, what's what's going on here?" And then they looked at her charts and they were like, "Oh, you know, because it was like, you know, overnight she was like her paws were freezing. She was not doing well, and we were all scared." And then the next day, she's like, what? I'm fine. I'm telling you, don't underestimate the magic of witches. <laughs> I'm serious. It wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. Because it was, I had a lot of a lot of very powerful people working on making her comfortable and letting us have the, the, that closure. Right. So I, I, I think the hardest part for me is this fear now of, shit, now what do I do? Well, I'll say this, for about three or four days... You were sharing a lot, and you were very kind, and you were very sweet, and you were honoring your feelings, and you were crying when you needed to, and laughing when you needed to, and you said, she made me the best me I was with her, and I said, well, you have a choice now to honor that, and be the best you you can be with everybody. That's what I'm saying about me being a lab. I can be a lab, and people are going to laugh at me. And they're going to kick me. And they're going to be annoyed with me. You always... You always but wait. But, okay, wait. Sorry. but am I going to keep being a lab? 
what would Ella do? Right. Did you, she did she turn it off for anybody? No. She didn't. That's why I'm trying to hold on to that. You went right back to being Krusty John. <laughs> so you have to decide yeah. if you're going to honor her and what she taught you yeah. with this new beginning or if you're going to end the best you that you've been <coughs> with her. Yeah. And there's your there's your bookend for the whole theme of this. Yeah. Because I think that's what happens to everybody. I said to Ethan, I, I deal with death now. I mean, I, I literally work with people who are grieving who they've lost. And yeah. they want to just know it's okay. And I, I and every single time I talk to them, I have to say the same thing. What would they want? Right. How do you honor them? Because we can all become bitter and crusty and miserable and, and throw away the whole point of why we're here. Or we can let it inspire us to live even better and even bolder and even brighter. Yeah. It's the choice you make. And I, I agree. I didn't. There wasn't a there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't like see her and like grab her and you know like kiss my dog. I would kiss my dog in the mouth and you guys would be like, "Oh my god, you're weird," you know. And and that was that was I think I was I I loved her because of what I felt. If that makes sense, you know, like I I felt so open that 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 was you know it was a nice feeling and I wanted to revisit it as much as I could to be that genuine. So, you know, I, you guys would always like make fun of how many pictures I took of her. Well, I think it was really like when taking when you pictures say, of me, when you say making fun of, you it, guys would like laugh. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, but it, there's the also, there's also an element of you don't take pictures of us like that. Yeah. Just so you know, kids never felt that special. You and I don't have I think pictures like that. Well, I think that that's the, you know, unfortunately, that is the that is the crappy training. I'm just letting you know that's part of the, the making fun I, of. I get is, it. I can see that. Jeez, we don't even that. get that. And I know lots of men like that. People used to joke about uh, Tina's dad all the time because his dog was his whole life and yeah. he doesn't even treat his grandkids like that. You know, yeah. There's a lot of crusty men who will find that dog that becomes the one soft spot they have. It's yeah. kind of a... Barry Goldberg's dad, Murray Goldberg, on the I show. Think, I always think of Modern Family because when the yeah when exactly. the dad got they all the have the dad. dog, and it's like the boomer guy that only gets soft for his puppy. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, you would hear stories about like the toll collector, like the wife is in the back seat and the dog. Yeah, <laughs> look at your own father. You see him with that dog. Yeah, yeah. He treat anybody else like he treats his dog. I don't think so. No, I, don't, I so haven't talked to him in a couple of years. You got to decide if that's the guy you want to be. Or if you want to be the guy that just puts all of your stuff out wherever you can. Well, if you get those dogs you've been looking at, you won't have any problem there. <laughs> well, I think this one's more for Ethan. That's why I was saying right. if, if he's saying that's all he wants. Well, that's fine. It doesn't have to be ours. This could be he wants his little guy that's with him in his bed. That's fine. The uglier they are, the more he shows them to us. Yeah. To the point where we have a joke now about Brian. Brian is the most hideous dog you've ever seen in your entire life. But yeah. he constantly talks about him. It's yeah. really kind of funny. So with beginnings and endings, each one is an opportunity for growth and change and goodness. You know, it's really what people decide to do with it. If I haven't cracked yet, I'm not going to. I, I reached that point after Ella. Yeah. And I thought, I just made it through all this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. You know, like what's I looked and it's like a lot of shit's come at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to do it the way Ella was 
was inspiring me to do it. And I'm going to do it the way I would have done it instead of how I started to turn and become because of other people. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to decide that you're in charge of how you are. Yeah. Not what happened to you 35 years ago. No, I know. Not what happened to you 35 minutes ago. No, nope, I get it. You're going to have to be in charge of how you are today. Right. And if you think about those last four days we had with Ella and how things were done, do you spend your days like that now with the people you're with now? You know, like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think this might be the last day my dad's here. When, when you're walking around with somebody who's 94, I think about that when I'm bringing him his sandwiches and his cookies or when I'm trying to make him smile or when I do his disgusting laundry or whatever. Yeah. You're like, those are those moments where I'm like, if this is the last day, am I going to be okay with it? Yeah. You know, and uh, that has been a way to inspire me with how I am with people. If this is the last night I have with my family in this house, am I yelling about this or am I sitting and enjoying that? Right. You know, I really try to look at things like that. Do you? And maybe that could be something you want to think about. All right. You know, because we don't know. Quarantines and pandemics and crazy presidents and, you know, global warming. We don't know what we've got. There's a, Ethan tells me about something that might come plunging to the earth and kill us. Murder hornets. (laughs) we don't know we don't know so do you want to spend the day as if it's it i know it's a cliche but it's true i know because would we have done anything different with ella yeah no no would you have done it if you find out i have three days to live would you say oh i would have done things a lot differently maybe yeah maybe yeah yeah that's what you got to look at because i like to go to bed at night and i think to myself would i have done today differently and a lot of the times lately, I say no. And that's why I can go to bed peacefully. Right. Because I didn't miss that chance to say that thing to that person. I didn't miss that opportunity to do something that scared the crap out of me. I didn't miss that opportunity to inspire someone or, or help somebody. I didn't miss that moment to just eat freaking Doritos with Ethan on the couch and watch Shark Tank. Because that makes us ridiculously happy in the moment. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't downplay the silly things. I, I think they're all valuable. But I think most of the time I don't regret what I've done that day. Right. And I used to regret a lot of what I did every day. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe that can be a, a, a thing you think about in okay. the future is, am I going to go to bed being proud of how I acted today? How proud of you about school, of yourself, are you about how school is going? It's going, um, I'm proud of it. You want that feeling as many places you can get it. Right. So that when you go to bed, you're like, damn, I did good today. Okay. Right? Yep. Because I think that's where people get stuck, where they didn't they didn't feel great. So in, in that vein of, well, now what? Do we shut down and never love another dog again? No. No. We know we're going to honor whatever time we need to, but there's going to be another dog. Yeah. Or dogs. Yeah. Because we love them. Yeah, and they I told us. you I I played a uh, <coughs> I happened to look at a video one morning on my computer. You had to get one more crying. No, I'm not gonna cry. Okay. But <laughs> it was just funny because um, even I played a video of the dog, and even the, the cats heard her bark, and they were looking for her. There's the cry. I just said you weren't gonna do. All right. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do. It. <laughs> but yeah, they they uh, they yeah. stopped eating. The cats stopped eating to see, and to saw see where she was. In uh, a funny note, cats are very interesting creatures, and the two cats, Frank is our black and white cat. 
and Frank and Ella were buddies. Now, these two cats, we took them in, like I said, six or seven years ago when their owner had... She had to move, I think. She was moving, but she also was having a baby or just had a baby. And they had Rottweilers who had puppies. There was just a lot. So she was basically keeping the cats locked in the basement all day. And her mom, who was a woman I worked with, said, do you want to take these two cats? She asked me for a while. I kept saying, no, 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 no. I don't need any more stuff. And then finally something said, just take the cats. So I did. I'm so grateful that I took those cats. So Frank is a bit weird and used to dogs. So he would kind of like pal around with Ella like he was a dog. Yeah, he'd charge at her. And Ella loved him and they would play and they would chase each other and they would like nip at each other, but always really sweet. And then there's Ty, the tiger, who took no shit from Ella. Ella tried and Ty was like, no, and she was afraid of him. He'd swat the crap out of her. So when she was gone, <clears throat> for the first day or two, they were on her dog bed. And I realized it was like, ha-ha, we're on your bed because you're not here. I don't think they realized she wasn't going to come back because they're usually on the couches. And then then I realized that Frank's been depressed because he's not himself. He seems very sad. Yeah. And Ty has taken over for Ella. And I think this is the sweetest thing ever because they didn't get along. But it's almost like Ella's like, listen, you got to do this now. You drove me nuts in life, but now you got to help me out. These people need you. Because the very, just this last week or two, he comes in now in the morning because that's when I miss Ella the most. You would get up and she would jump up and I would snuggle with her and all that. He comes up and he snuggles with me and he lets me pet him. He's never stayed on that bed. He's been laying on the bed. And for two days in a row, instead of just driving me nuts like he does, I said, it's time to meditate. Like I used to say to Ella, it's time to meditate. She would run up, jump on her bed, our bed, jump, you know, in her little spot and tuck. And she would listen to Deepak. Um, The cat did that. The cat's never done that. And he ran right up, laid in that spot. And I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Yeah. So in the absence of Ella, the cats are actually like becoming a new version of themselves yeah and ethan has realized how much he needed her and and how much she brought to him and we've all gotten the same messages she let us be whoever we were no matter what you know emily's we think emily's a little disconnected from it but she's just got a really good viewpoint for someone who has to go into medicine someday that she was here, she had a great life, and now she's not. Like, she's just, she takes it differently. She's yeah. sad and she misses her, but, you know, she looks at all us like, why, why you're all blubbering all the time? And she's, she's all right. Ella let us all be who we were. And I think that's what I wanted to take out of this the most. Are we those people? Are we the people that let people be who they are? Right. You know, and that's what I work on more every day. It's not always easy. I'm having some realizations about things I never even knew before. But she continues to teach me every single day. So what's next with her ending will be a new beginning. Because there's a whole new animal that's going to come into our life and teach us the next series of things. And I think that's what's really cool about it. As cool as things can be. Yeah. So did you get it all out of your system? I think so. You gonna cry some more? Probably. All right. We'll, we'll let you all go while John has one more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. All right. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. This has been the podcast. Thanks for listening.